Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Hey, Heal Squad with Maria Menounos fans. No, it's not Maria Menounos. It's Mr. Maria Menounos sitting in for my lovely and talented wife with my good friend, Producer Kelsey Alexandra Meyer. Hey, hey. Hey, Kelsey, we're here to talk about part two of a great interview <laughs> yeah. with uh, Sarah Baldwin. Kelsey, shall we begin with a with a quote? I got you, Kev. So this is okay. from our guest Sarah Baldwin, and she says, "You make sense." Every single thing about you, everything you do, every protective response, every coping strategy is there to protect you. Thank you, Sarah. Yes, it is. Yeah. And the thing, that's the thing too. It's like, it's there to protect you. But then, you know, as you learn more, that's a good thing in the moment. But. But, right. But then it can be very preventative. And so maybe Mm -hmm. there's other ways, you know. There's other ways of dealing with it. And then there's maybe times that you don't need, you'll, you'll learn that you don't need to be protected. Right. In that right. moment. Right. So anyway, and um, yeah, in this part, we're going to get into all of that. Um, and for those of you who are tuning into this one, I urge you to go back to part one mm-hmm. to, to, which will help you immensely with this part because, um, and I think I said it in the first part interview, first part where a lot of it was getting to be too much jargon for my ADD regular guy brain, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, um, but it does help knowing and, uh, and uh, she definitely knows her stuff. And um, yeah, I was uh, very grateful and I really enjoyed this, this part as well too. So um, anyway, with that, let's, uh, let's move on to part two of our interview with Sarah Baldwin and um, we'll be back with final thoughts. So I just want to, if it's okay with you, I'd love to share a little bit about quickly what we want to do in sympathetic or dorsal, just for anyone listening who's not freeze dominant, just to have a couple. Yeah, no, let's go over the other ones. Yeah. So there's the freeze aspect. And I want to add something. I think there's, I think some people who take the the quiz 
If it's, yeah. especially if it's a guy, going to be misled into thinking they don't go into mm-hmm. these states, but they do. And I'm thank you for this interview because I realize I do. I just react in a different way. Yeah. But, let, but and and I want to really make that clear to people. But, but please, let's go over the other the other uh, results of the quiz of you yeah. know for other people. Yeah. So the two other state, and and if you're taking the quiz, what I want you to think about, if you find yourself saying, oh, I don't experience, you know, I don't experience um, these all of the time or predominantly, I want you to ask yourself, well, which of these, what you might just think of as negative experiences or negative responses, even if it's not my norm, which one do I know the most? Like which one am I have, do I have familiarization with? So uh, if we're in sympathetic, this is our state again of mobilization. Think of it like I'm getting away from a lion. Now, there. This is very important to understand about sympathetic. Sympathetic, or every state is like its own country. So, if I said to you, "I'm in China," like Kev, I went on a trip to China, you wouldn't just be like, "Great." You'd probably say, "Where? Where in China?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I just went to China." You, I, that would be very weird. But when it comes to our nervous system, that's what I. That's what, because people aren't taught the details of this. I, I teach the reason why I create a map with folks is because we need to know what the state is actually like. I use a number system from one to ten. One is least extreme experience. Ten is most. So. If I'm at a one to a five and sympathetic, that's like the lion is, let's say it's 300 yards to 500 yards away. It's pretty far away. So a one to a five is least extreme activation. So this is, I feel worried, just unsettled, kind of uh, annoyed, uh, agitated. I just, I feel like I can't relax. Um, I feel a little nervous or a little frustrated or maybe a little anxious. That's all like a one to one through five. So imagine the lion's pretty far away. So if we were running from a lion, Kevin, and I said to you, uh, okay, hey, let's stop for a minute and let's just just quickly notice our breath and let's just quickly for 30 seconds do just a little meditation so that we can be focused on the path ahead. You might say to me, you'd be nervous, but you'd say, okay, okay, let's do it. Um, if I said, let's say the lion is 20 feet 50 feet, 20 feet, 10 feet away. And I said to you, so this is a five to a 10 in intensity where we experience more intense anxiety, more intense panic, more intense anger, more intense frustration. If I said to you, and lines 20 feet away, and I said, hey, Kevin, I read online that meditation is really great. Let's meditate. And, I, and I'm like, I'm gonna sit down and meditate. You'd be like, Sarah's lost her total mind. I'm getting out of here. Sarah will be eating for lunch and I will probably get away. We'll have a nice memorial for her. I'm not sure what happened. She fully, you know, lost it. So the reason I share that, it's, it makes a lot of sense with the analogy, right? So, so, but what happens is we have these catch-all things that people are told will regulate you. So when you are at a more intense sympathetic, you do not want to sit still. Meditating is not going to help you. If you close your eyes and sit, you're going to notice you get more intensely anxious. Like, and people are like, no, sit and meditate. It's so good. And your system's like, why are you sitting? There's a lion. This is terrible. So when you're at what is more intense sympathetic, I don't want you to sit still. I don't do individual work anymore. When I was doing it, if someone was at a five to a 10, we would not sit in my office. We'd go for a walk. We have to move. It's not helpful for you to sit. So if you're at a five to a 10, do not meditate sitting. Do not make yourself stay seated. You need to move the energy through. 
So, and, and more intensity of movement is going to be necessary if we're at a, if we're at a five to a 10. So moving your body in any way you can through exercise is going to be really helpful when you're here. Completing tasks, as we talked about, is going to be helpful when we're here. Something is, this is seems simple, but it's not. Letting your body shake in a way that it wants to, not manipulating. Like if I said, oh, I should shake. I might just like manipulate my body because I think this is what shaking No, but like. allow it. No, I've been there. Allow it. Yeah. Let it and really let it continue to move until it doesn't want to anymore. That is releasing this, this is, um, the sympathetic charge so that you can, you're showing your nervous system this is over. Um, swaying, dancing, uh, something called tapping is really helpful. I can, I can walk through a tapping exercise that's tapping on meridian lines in our body, which brings us into regulation. A walking meditation can be helpful when we're here, but must be walking. We can, we can listen to music that attunes with our nervous system. That's very helpful. Um, what kind of music attunes to our nervous system? Yeah. So it's the cool thing is, so remember I talked about like Bob Ross, we pick up on each other's nervous systems, but we can through music too. So if I'm in a sympathetic state, I'm not going to, if I, I want to listen to music that attunes with that. If I put on like, you know, a really slow, like, Ray LaMontagne music, like slow, like, you know, moody music, that's not going to feel right. My system's in this amped up place. I don't want to listen to this mellow music. So I want to listen to something that mirrors that more energized place. And through that mirroring, it can help me then come to regulation. It's why when I'm sad, I want to listen to sad music. I want to listen to something that attunes with me. So it makes me feel seen, known, and heard because the musician that was playing that song had to tap into that autonomic state. So it makes me feel seen, understood. And when that occurs, it can bring me to regulation. So anything that feels like it attunes with what you're feeling is very helpful. Um, if you are at a one to a five, which is less intense, sympathetic, then doing something like sitting and meditating can be very helpful because the lion's further away. Um, or some gentle swaying can be really helpful or humming. Um, it can be super helpful to tap on our chest. Um, and, and if you think about and, and sway, if you think about what we do, it's, it, this is so inherently biological to who we are. If I'm to pick, if I see a baby that's in distress, what's my inclination? Pick them up, put them on my chest and do this and sway. The reason yeah. why, because our sympathetic nervous system lives here, upper chest and upper back. So if I tap on my upper chest and upper back, I'm tapping on the sympathetic system, letting it know that I'm safe. So this is really, really regulating sway and tap on the, the upper chest and upper back when in, or freeze, sympathetic or freeze. And is um, that why we rock them too? I mean, you know, you exactly. kind of get in, even with my dogs, I'll get them into that little. That's exactly right. That's exactly wow. right. So, so that's what I mean by this is inherent in our, we know how to do this. It's bringing ourselves back to what we know how to do. And that brings regulation and we want to do this for ourselves. Um, so that's very helpful. Another tool that's very helpful in sympathetic or freeze is something that I call a soft eye gaze. So when we're in sympathetic or freeze, the muscles around our eyes constrict, so tighten, and our eyes become, our vision becomes laser focused. Now, why would we want that to happen? Well, if I am running from a lion, do I need to take in like, oh, the beautiful water buffalo, look at that tree blossoming this spring, beautiful. No, I don't need to take in any of that. I only need to take in the path ahead of me. 
All I need to do is take in the path ahead. So when we're in freeze and sympathetic, not only will be our, our focus be tunnel, tunneled, meaning I can't think about anything else but that threat or the person who's mad at me or whatever, but also our physical eyes will be uh, laser focused and the muscles will be tightened. So if we can soften the muscles around our eyes and soften our gaze, it cues up to our brain that the coast is actually clear. There is no threat. So a very simple way that we can do this, I'll try to, I know people aren't going to be probably all seeing me. So I'll try to describe what I'm about to do is we want to take our vision from being laser focused to panoramic, meaning soften our gaze so that I'm taking in the entirety of the room around me at all at the same time. And a simple way to do that is if you focus on one thing in front of you, like a point on a dot on the wall or a color or whatever, but focus on a specific point. And then if you put your arms out parallel to the sides and you turn your hand in, so turn your hand inward towards yourself so that your hand is, uh, is both hands are turned in like there's a right angle. Your arms are straight, your hands turned in. So arms straight out to the side, hands mm -hmm. turned in like this and look straight ahead at the point on a wall for a second, one point. And what I want you to do, start wiggling your fingers, but keep your attention focused on the point on the wall. Wiggle your fingers and move your arms forward just until you can see your fingers wiggling on both sides. So when you can see your fingers wiggling on both sides, but continue to look straight at the point, you've now softened your vision and you are taking a fishbowl view of the room. So you can put your hands down, keep your vision soft. And then what I invite people to do is notice five things on your right and five things on your left while you're still having your vision soft taking in the whole room. The, the things on each side will be soft focused. They're not going to be um, uh, really crystal clear. That's how it's supposed to be. And after you do that and then blink and come back, um, you soften your gaze, which will help get rid of some of that sympathetic energy when you're in sympathetic or freeze. So these are what this is what sympathetic um, uh, somatic therapeutic tools look like. Um, they they'll often see it's very different from from what we're doing in talk therapy. Um, it's signaling to our bodies hey, the coast is actually clear, we're safe. And that tool I just gave you is something you do not want to do when you're in dorsal. If I'm shut down, I my system, uh, so now to go into dorsal, if I'm shut down, my system is going into hibernation for all intensive purposes. And that means I'm beginning to leave my body. So when we're here, our vision's not tunnel focused, it's soft. We actually will we'll stop seeing 2020. Everything will be softened sounds, uh oh, this is important to name, and sympathetic, everything's going to sound louder. This is why when you're in your argument with someone, but you're in sympathetic and you're like, stop yelling. And they're like, I'm not yelling, but it sounds like they're yelling because I'm hearing everything louder. Mm. Is that why you can get like massively overstimulated too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that's when crazy. you're in sympathetic or freeze, lights are going to be overwhelming. Yeah. Sounds, everything's like, ah, oh, it's overstimulating. Because you're actually, it's an adaptive response. If I'm running from a lion, I need to hear everything. So we are, our hearing increases as well as our ability to see. Now, dorsal is different. Dorsal, it feels like I'm like in a weird dream. Sometimes I describe it to people as can feel like you took a sleeping pill, but you're awake. Like I'm just kind of out of it. And it's just weird. Like I'm, everything feels like a kind of like a dream or something. So that's a mild dorsal. 
But think of it again, like a barren hibernation. So if I'm, and I'm leaving my body. So if my vision is already soft, I don't want to soften it further because if I do that, I'm going to go deeper into dorsal. Dorsal, I want you to think of sympathetics like Times Square in in New York or Tokyo. It's a lot, so much. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, dot com promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Dorsal is like outer space. Like I'm drifting out into nothingness. That's what dorsal is like. So we don't want to soften our gaze. Not only that, another thing you don't want to do in dorsal is I highly recommend not doing a closed eye meditation. If you close your eyes while in dorsal, it's going to often increase the dorsal experience or the outer space experience. So I used to dissociate a lot. And I thought meditating was cool. Cause I would, I would like, I'm like, I'm going to meditate. And I close my eyes and I'd come back and I'd be like, I, I don't know if seven years just went by or three minutes. That's because I was dissociating. Like I was leaving my body. We don't want that to happen. 
that just increases the I feel like with the with the this last phase though, because I've seen some people in it. Yeah. And I feel like it's hard to be aware. Yeah. Like I've seen people just turn into zombies. Yes. Just can't speak. That's right. Um, Kelsey, I don't know if you were with me at the time. Someone who worked for me hit this this place. And um yeah. I don't think this person would be have the awareness to say, you know, I'm going to do the soft eye gaze or the sway or the, I've just, I've, I, so this is the scary one, you know, it yeah. seems like it's the scary one. I mean, this freeze and I get freeze and I get the other one, but shut down. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. And, it's um, the most intense. right. It's so, and- yeah. What do you do when your friends, you want to support someone in that state? Yeah. So a couple of things. The, the first thing I just want to name is the whole reason that, you, you know, I do what I do is because um, the whole goal is that we are we are prepping or working on uh, our system so much that I know, like I know, like I know at any given moment, I, I help people become experts. So that person you're talking about or friend, the goal would be that every moment they know where they are. Because we're always somewhere in our nervous system. So I can tell you, oh, I'm at a two dorsal right now, or I'm at a four dorsal. That's the goal. And then I have practiced so much that I can actually pull upon the regulating tool. That's that's the reason we want to invest in doing this kind of work. Not it's the answer to have a full happy life, but there's a practical process. It's not elusive. Now, if we have someone who's not doing their work and this is a place they're going, the most important thing uh, that that and we can't make anyone heal or help them heal, of of course, Uh, they have to choose to, but we want to help them um, to show them that they're safe because their nervous system doesn't think they're safe. And so a really simple thing, uh, uh, this is a more extreme example. I was um, married for 10 years. Uh, I'm not married anymore, but I, during my marriage, I was processing a lot of trauma, sexual abuse, lots and lots of things. And something that was really supportive for him to say to me was to my threat detector at the time was, Hey, it's me. It's me. It's not that person you think Mm. it's me. And, or to take my hand in a gentle way, but how can they, how could he show me that it's him, a safe person, not someone who is dangerous. Mm. That's just an example. But uh, other things that we can do is do regulating with them. Like, hey, why don't we stop having this conversation? Let's go outside. And a, a tool I was just about to give you is something called orienting. Orienting is using all uh, our external environment to show our systems that we are here. We're not somewhere else. We're here. Because here, the more that I do trauma work, the more clear it is time is not linear. We're traveling time all the time. If anyone is dysregulated, but you're actually safe, like meaning you're safe in this present moment, but you're dysregulated, that is a clue you've traveled time to the past. And you're no longer in 2023. You're back in 19, like Kelsey, when you describe freeze, that means you're not in 2023. If you're safe, you're back in 1995 or somewhere else. So this person, does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So that friend of yours, he, he or she, or they weren't with you anymore. They were, they might've been back in that really dangerous environment in their home where they were all alone and no one saw them and they had to, to raise themselves. They were so deeply neglected and now they're there. They're not here. So something we need to do is show our nervous systems that we are here. 
can't tell it we're here, we can show it. So orienting is using all the senses we have access to, to bring ourselves into our present space. And so something I like to do is that I find so helpful with nervous system regulation is begin to see your nervous system as separate from you. What I mean by that is it's your, it's your most reliable friend. It is, has never let you down. It loves you so much that it can, it is so strong. It can work for decades at a time without stopping. Every organ in your body will give up energy, your liver, your gallbladder, your kidneys, all for your survival. And it will continue on and on. And it will say, I love you. I am never stopping. Chronic illness comes from a long stays in dysregulation because our immune system is compromised. And so anyway, that's in for another conversation. But so when that occurs, I'm no longer here. I am back there. So when I can see my nervous system is separate from me, this thing protecting me, if I can say, whoa, I'm in dorsal nervous system. Hey, there you are. You don't think I'm safe or freezer synthetic. You don't think I'm safe. Let me show you that this moment is safe. It's almost like I'm taking my nervous system's hand. And then what I would want to do is I, I call it five, five, and five. So uh, I, and this is a, a common tool, but I want you to see five things in your space, but think of it like I'm holding my nervous system's hand and I'm like, Hey, nervous system, you think we're back in that really dangerous place or home or school or whatever, or relationship. No, we're here. Okay. Let's look at five things that tell you that we are in 2023 in this safe space. So what's very important with this is the five things you see, you must see details. If I have a white wall and I just say, oh, that's white, I'm not actually present to it. But if I said like, there's a book on my bookshelf that's red, but I would say this looks like Campbell's soup red. So I had to be way more present to come up with that color. So see, see it or a detail on a leaf and on a plant or whatever. So detail, see five things. Then I want you to smell five things. I always have on my desk something that has a strong smell like peppermint oil or something that's that can be more pungent. Smell five things. So that could be the detergent, smell detergent on your shirt. It could be a candle. It could be a book. Open up a book and smell it and really have the intention of saying nervous system, we're here. So smell five things, touch, uh, touch five things, pick up five things and feel what it feels like. Like this pen cap is cold. And I want you to be present to feeling that or something that's pokey and really feel it showing your nervous system. We are here. So it's this doesn't I want for any all listeners to know this will not work if you rush this because then you're not really getting present. Like, oh, I'm feeling this pen, whatever. Moving on to this crystal. You got to really feel yeah, it. If you're in the GSD, get you done mode. Yes, yeah, which yeah. I could definitely do. Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, you're like, oh, I'll do this five things. It's not going to yeah, help. Did it done next. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to really like, and like you could, as you're picking up the dog poop, smell it. I don't recommend that, but it's always <laughs> possible. Anyway, so smell five things, touch five things, see five things and hear five things and hear five things in each ear. That's a challenge on purpose. So here are five things in your right and five in your left. And after you do that, you have, would have successfully brought your nervous system more into presence. This tool you can use in any state, sympathetic, dorsal, or freeze. Now in dorsal, remember we aren't in our body. So another thing that I like to do is anything that is sensory that's going to get you back into your body. So something like hold an ice cube. It's intense. It'll help you get in your body. Run your hands under warm water. Uh, go feel the sun on your face, put your feet in grass. All of those things will support you to come back into your body. And with breathing, 
Now, so I talked about breathing before in freeze and sympathetic. The way we want to breathe is that four, seven, eight breath. In dorsal, we do not want to do that. If you do that, when you're in dorsal, you're going to go further into outer space. So instead in dorsal, I do a two-part rapid breath because what we're trying to do is bring, we're trying to get the bear out of hibernation. So only two-part looks like this. <laughs> Equal in and out through your mouth only twice and rest and notice. Because what that does is it brings energy into your body. When we're in dorsal, we've got no energy. So we're trying to bring small amounts of energy. It's important to name if you try to bring too much energy into your body when you're in dorsal, it's like going from outer space to Times Square. So if you went from outer space to Times Square, you'd be like, ah, it's too much. And you go back to outer space. So instead, small amounts of energy, gentle stretching, uh, as I mentioned, swaying, humming, uh, tapping is really, we didn't go through the meridian lines, but there's different tapping sequence where we tap on parts mm -hmm. of our body. And people, I think you can look those, I mean, there's yeah. a lot available for that too. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need to do a mantra with those. The point of tapping when we're regulating our nervous system is just tapping on meridian lines. It brings regulation. It's, have you thought a couple of things for our parents out there? Yeah. Anything they can do, first of all, to help avoid more traumas to come yeah. to their children. And then let's talk about when they do. Yeah. So, so a couple of things I worked with, I don't know, thousands of parents at this point, probably. And something I hear from parents first is before like signing up for a program or something is there's apprehension about investing that in themselves in that way, whether it's the resources or even the time, right? Like I can't take this time of like, I need to be with my kids and I can't take this time for me. And what I want all the parents listening to know is that nervous systems read nervous systems. We have something called mirror neurons. Nervous systems read each other. For example, we the three of us live in Los Angeles, but you know when you're in traffic and there's that person that's like so angry and way angrier than maybe they should be about traffic, which really isn't about traffic. It's about their, maybe their parent who berated them. Anyway, being around them, we might notice like, whoa, I start to feel dysregulated. And that's because nervous systems pick up on each other. So if I'm a parent, the, the best gift that you can give your children is a regulated nervous system. Because their nervous system needs yours. It needs yours. So if my child is struggling, my, what I need to focus on is I need to get regulated. Because if I'm a regulated human being, then when they come to me, I will be able to bring regulation, give them regulation. So it's that I just want to name for parents because really good parents can feel like they shouldn't spend like I should just sacrifice for my kid and I can't spend this time on myself. But in fact, that's the very best thing you could do for your kids. Um, and if you're saying, well, oh, my gosh, I've been anxious for my kids whole life and now they're 14 and I'm still anxious. Are you saying that I've messed them up? No, I'm not. And I'm also saying it's not too late. It's never too late. So investing in our own nervous system regulation is most important. And that means that if and, and another component of this is what do, what is your life conducive of regulation for parents? I want you to think about that. And if it is not like a lot of parents isn't aren't, how can I make space in my day to have moments of regulation for me? Because if you don't do that, then what begins to occur is I snap at my kids. I yeah. get really frustrated with them and so on and so forth. And even so, if you don't, like you said, they're going to feel your energy. That's right. Of all your anxiety, your stress, your frustrations. They're going to feel it anyway. 
and it affects their nervous system. Yeah. So the imperative nature of I need to carve out time in my day, that is not selfish for me to say, you know what, after work, mom needs a half hour. And we carve that in somehow, whether it's the, the sitter stays longer or your partner has the kids for that amount of time or whatever you need to do. If your nervous system needs that, that amount of time for you to be more regulated, best thing that you can give your kids. If you notice, if you're with your kids and their dysregulation is dysregulating you, but by the way, this is not just for kids. This is for any human being who's in a relationship. So married people, partner people, people with other humans in your life. 101 of relational dynamics and nervous system is if both people are dysregulated, we cannot resolve what is happening from that place of dysregulation. We can't hear each other. We are seeing one another as actually as enemies in a lot of ways, meaning my threat detector, like let's say my partner gives me some constructive criticism and my threat detector says, oh, that reminds me of not being enough or always being told I wasn't enough. And in a millisecond, I have traveled back to being eight years old. And now I don't see my partner. I see that parent who, when I got an A minus said, yeah, but you didn't get an A plus and you're not really good enough and blah, blah, blah. And so now I am eight literally in my body, and I am protecting against a parent. I don't even see my partner anymore. And guess what they see? They see their caregiver whom uh, shut down from them and pulled away and, and withheld love, even though that's not what I'm doing. That's what they see. And so now we're, we're combating each other. So if both people are dysregulated, what we have to do is say, we have time out. We have to pause. We can't fix this from this place. We have to go both go regulate. And when we're regulated, let's come back and repair. So let's say I'm a parent. And I'm getting frustrated with my kid as I'm making dinner. I might have to say, hey, mom needs to go take three minutes. And they start to get used to this. Mom goes to the bathroom for three minutes after when she's feeling like it's too much. And I do something to regulate. And then I can come, come out and handle it as adult me in a different way. So, so that's a very important key component. And, and engaging in this work in general is important for everybody, but of course, really important for parents to do too. I think teach, even teaching the kids some of these, when you oh, can yeah. see in the, your, the kids are having these states, just start teaching these practices and then train yeah. their nervous systems. That's like right. You were saying, you know, like that's, um, and I've seen some parents do it. Like yeah. pull them aside and be like, breathe, breathe. Yeah. You remember we talked about this and that's right. You know, stuff someone like me would make fun of a few years back. And now <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God. My mom used to do that to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She would she would rub her finger down my nose and be like, breathe, breathe, yeah. breathe. Oh yeah. All the time. Because yeah. she was very calm. And I was like, yeah. But it helped a lot. Or we had like words, you know, where she'd be like, remember our word, like take a moment, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it did help. Yeah. So, so much. I love that. It's something. So I call our nervous system, the autonomic highway. And I create a map of the highway, uh, like a like a literal highway. And we all we fill it in. What are the thoughts, sensations, feelings and experiences I have in each state? So when I pick up the thing, the map, I know where I am. And so when I work with parents, they all create maps with their kids. Kids are so good at this. So they work with these. Can you, can you, like, I can't imagine what a life it would be if at nine years old, I knew what was happening in my nervous system. And then I had a toolbox of no tools kidding. that I could do to regulate. And in minutes I could feel better. So if you start life that way, just imagine how 
different it would be. I mean, it's it's extraordinary. And and my hope is that we can get this in every school because it would it would change oh, kids' lives. You I know? Need it. Well, I need it now. Yeah. I think now more, more than, than ever, ever, what we're all we're just exposed to way too much. And yeah. um yeah. And I feel like uh there's such a change going on. We had someone on yesterday we were talking about how the, the, this is the biggest change that's taken place in mankind in the last 5,000 years. Like mm. what's going on now, um, even in, even in the universe, not just in terms of day to day. I agree. But yeah, um, yeah right. So that's going to be a lot on everybody. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. So much. And, and this, it really comes down to the foundation of it all of all healing really is our nervous system. It affects our relationships, how we attach. It affects our ability to set boundaries, our ability to know our purpose, our ability to step towards it, be seen, be heard, be known. Everything is affect our thoughts. We didn't get into that, but to just briefly say our state creates our story. That's what neuroscience and polyvagal theory. Oh, tells please. Us. No, you have to give, you can't just leave me on that note. Our states but, create our story. What? So important. So to me, Sarah, this is a very important concept to understand. So every state, so remember I, we have we have four primary states. So we've got ventral, regulation, sympathetic, freeze, and dorsal. So here's how an analogy that I use here to describe that, or first I'll, I'll explain it and then use the analogy. So the state that we are in is going to be directly indicative of the kind of thoughts we have, which means they're going to be different in sympathetic, dorsal, and freeze. The thoughts are going to be uh, and I'm going to give you an example, but widely different. Now, here's the job of our thoughts. It is to keep us in that state of dysregulation. Our nervous systems don't want to come out of sympathetic if they think there's danger. So a, a simple analogy I use to, to explain this to folks is imagine that each state has a lawyer. This lawyer is a well-versed lawyer. They went to Oxford. They've been in practice for 40 years. They could convince you that a unicorn is real and that you're an alien from, you know, another place. Maybe you are. I don't know. Anyway, so they can convince you of anything. Every state has its own lawyer. And their job is to argue to you why you need to stay in that state of dysregulation. Now, the way that, you know, mindset work became kind of a thing for a while, the way that mindset work works and the reason why it doesn't work when you're dysregulated is because the concept of that is imagine that I'm a jury member. So like I have to go into jury duty. I am clearly not a lawyer. Imagine if I was sitting behind a jury stand and I was trying to argue to this well-versed lawyer about how they were wrong. No one would bet on me winning. 
But that's what we do with mindset work. Like we have a thought that I'll never amount to anything. And I'm the jury member and the lawyer saying you'll never amount to anything. And I'm the jury member that's like, well, maybe you will because other, you know, everybody can amount to something. And then what would happen? The, the lawyer would bulldoze me. So that's how it works. Our state creates our story. Now in sympathetic, imagine that's like a, we're in the state of sympathetic. That's like being in a sympathetic courtroom. It's intense. There's loud lights. Maybe there's strobe lights. It's intense. I'm the jury member sitting behind the jury stand and this sympathetic lawyer walks in and they are going to do whatever it takes to keep me in that state. So they're going to say things that are all about how we must now, like there's a ticking time bomb and you must do something. So they're going to tell me the reasons why my partner is going to cheat on me and I can't really trust them. And if they're 10 minutes late, that means that they're doing this thing. And you really need to look at their email, even though I know that's not something you normally do, but this is the only way you're going to prevent against being hurt in the same way again. So you better do that because if you don't do it, you're not going to be okay. No, you shouldn't give away this amount of money to the people that work for you or to this charity because there are people who like remember what happened to your family members and they had to file for bankruptcy and that's going to happen to you so you better be really careful about blah 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 blah. and they're going to go 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 really intense and they're going to all be about how you have to do something now now and and i and when i'm working with folks i invite them to get a visual of their lawyer in each state the reason why i do that is not to be silly and, and weird or childlike because when we can differentiate from our thoughts actually see it as separate from us it loosens its grip or the charge it has when i did this just to give an example it could be anything you think about like what does your sympathetic lawyer look like the one that's always chattering what came to me, this is very funny. I was like, what does my sympathetic lawyer look like when I did this many years ago? And it was it was Hillary Clinton in the Britney Spears red one one onesie pleather suit. I don't know if you know what that is, but I was like, she yes, this is it. Of course. That, that's my sympathetic lawyer. Which also like, that's so anyway, I have people get a visual because it automatically stops us from listening. When we can ask ourselves, who's talking to me right now? Because it's not you. You're the one hearing the thoughts. So I'm going to give you an example from a client of what their thoughts were like. Dorsal thoughts. We have a different lawyer. We're in the dorsal courtroom. Though That lawyer is just as good, but they talk really slow. And it's all about how it's too late and it's never going to happen for you. And, um, and, and regret lives here. Like it might be like, I've been married 40 years and I married the wrong person and it's too late. I chose the wrong career path and it's too late for me to make a difference. I don't belong anywhere. And they're really powerful, but they're just slower. Freeze is like this. You go into the courtroom and imagine you had the sympathetic lawyer and the, and the dorsal lawyer arguing back and forth. And you're listening to both. One is saying you have to do this thing. You're like, yeah, you're totally right. And the other is like, no, don't do that. You'll, you should not do that. And you're like, oh, you're right. No, you should really do that. Oh, I should really do that. No, you shouldn't do that. And we're listening to both. And we're like, ah, what do I do? So the more you listen, the more dysregulated you get. Always, 10 out of 10. So, so a simple example to give you a sense of this, what the different lawyers are saying is a client who I uh, many years ago got um, her permission to use. This is a woman who was married. Um, she was in her 60s, uh, was married for um, uh, about 40 years. And when she was, this was regarding her husband. So when her husband and her would get in a fight, uh, when she wasn't, when, if she went to dorsal, her dorsal lawyer would say to her, it's too late and you married the wrong person and you can't go back now. Mm -hmm. You'll never get your life back. You're almost 70 years old and look what, just feel into this. This isn't even my story. And as I say this, I'm like, oof, it's so heavy. Right. And her story was, you know, because of your trauma, look at that. You married this person who's not right for you. And in this lifetime, it's not going to happen. And there's nothing you can do about it now. 
Oof, if that's not dorsal, I don't know what it is. I mean, just saying that I'm like, feel a heaviness. Right. Now, when she got in a fight and went to sympathetic, which is fight or flight, like I have to, this is her story. And what she was so uh, just shocked by, because she, she wasn't aware of the stories happening, it's this woman who didn't swear in her daily life. So she was really surprised by this. So this woman... Uh, she realized, oh my gosh, when I'm in sympathetic, all I do is run around the house, throwing laundry baskets around saying, fuck Frank, fuck that guy. And that guy, I hate that guy. That's her husband. And she's like, I can't even believe, I don't even say that word in my regular life. Like, I can't believe that's what I've been saying to myself. And she's like, you know, and he doesn't do anything. I do everything. And I raise the kids and I did all the stuff and that guy's done nothing. And that guy sucks and blah, blah, blah. And so fuck Frank. And she was like appalled. She couldn't believe <laughs> that when she was dysregulated, that's what the lawyer was saying to her. That's what the cognitive experience was. Now, when she was in freeze, it was all about, should I leave Frank or not? I should leave Frank. No, I can't because how am I going to make it without him? But I really should leave him, but I can't. And then when she came into ventral, so regulation, here's what the regulated story, which is her truth. Here's what the regulated story was about Frank. I am so happy to go to be going through life with Frank. It's not always easy. It's really hard sometimes, but I love him and he's my family and he loves me. And I'm so glad we're doing this together. So look at that. That sounds like four different people, right? And, and the problem is that many of us hear our st the story. We don't even realize we're listening to it, but we take it as truth when we're in dysregulation and then we make life choices that are based in dysregulation or self-protection instead of life choices based in what, what, what is actually my truth. And so it's so important to understand if I'm in, that's why I create maps with people so we can look at it and say, you know, there's that thought coming again. It's coming from this state of dysregulation. I'm not going to battle with the thought because it's going to win. Instead, I'm going to turn towards regulation. And when I do that, when I come into regulation, that's the time to ask yourself, what's actually true? What do I actually feel about this? Uh, but otherwise, if you listen to your thoughts, you can guarantee dysregulation. And a really simple tool is either getting a visual on those lawyers or the second thing that I have folks do or and in tandem is to when you notice the thought, simply say to yourself, instead of saying something like, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. That's the thought, right? I don't belong here, which creates dysregulation. Yeah. Notice it and simply say, like, really visually see it. You can see it in a thought bubble, like away from you. You can see it as a visual of the lawyer, but very important you see it as separate from you and say to yourself, I'm noticing the thought that I don't belong. I'm noticing the thought that I don't belong. That simple tool that doesn't seem like much actually helps to lessen the activation around it. And then when you do that, then you turn towards what can I do to get out of this dysregulation? Uh, otherwise, if you listen to it, it will increase the dysregulation. Yeah. Dr. Eamon always, you know, if you know him, the brain expert, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's always talking about, you know, can you prove this to be ultimately true? A lot of things, yeah. a lot of these stories we tell ourselves, yeah. they're, not, they're not true. You can't prove That's that right. they're true. They That's could right. come true. Right. But ultimately, they're not true. Um, so that's all very helpful. Uh, wow. Okay. I saw I have to say, but Sarah, I think we need to know how we get to your, you know, your website and how we hire mm -hmm. your coaches. Because I think uh, I love the idea of getting a map to help mm -hmm. us through this. I, I feel like this is good, a good first step. But I feel like, um, and these are good like tasks to put into play right now. But I feel I do feel like you know working with someone like you, mm. uh, you know, 
I think for the initial state to get you out of the, I know for me anyway, I feel like I need the map, you mm-hmm. know, and to work with someone on this, but this definitely helps me. But yeah, you have a website that has coaches available. Is that how it works? Yeah. So you can go to sarahbaldwincoaching.com and I have courses and programs. You can also, something that's important to me is providing free resources. So if you go to Sarah with an HB coaching on Instagram, I am constantly doing lots of free teachings and uh, you can also click on the link in my bio there to find out about my programs. I have one coming up in April called You Make Sense. And it's a, an eight week program that's a holistic approach to healing. So we start with the foundation of Let's understand your nervous system, create a map of it, get in the driver's seat. And then after we do that throughout the eight weeks, I support folks to say, okay, now that I'm in the driver's seat and I'm getting regulated, how can, how does this relate to my relationships? How does this relate to my ability to change my thoughts, to set boundaries, to step towards my purpose more fully, to engage in uh, shifting my relationships in a way that supports me? So that program uh, begins in April, um, but there's lots of free resources uh, on on both pages too. All right, very good. Well, Kelsey, I, I think we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. <laughs> uh, and I, I can't wait for me to tune into this. What's that, hun? No, I was just going to say the last thing I was going to say is it's. I love what you said about not making life choices and dysregulation, because yeah. when we had we were we all do it, yeah. Through, well, and we were connected um, through Mark Groves, and he talked about that on his episode with us too. And I just think that so many of us do, and we that, all do. Like, what a great way to just we all do. I think you know, for me, where it all comes out in reactions. That's mm-hmm. right. So Kelsey might react mm-hmm. with a freeze, mm-hmm. but I, I might, I'll react maybe aggressively. You know, not right. physically. But aggressively in this thing, like where I'll overstate myself or say right. st- stupid things or, I'll, you know, yeah. I'll make an idiot out of myself. Like, and, and I know it's it's this. This is what's That's at right. play. And now I understand why um, there's different. There, there are these three things, but they manifest in ways that at least I didn't realize. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And regulation really helps us to make choices in life that are the choices we actually want versus self-protective choices. Yeah. You know, it's like if you, I've been in this place, I know other people too, where you just can't help, but you need to, you know, at certain times you just need to shut your mouth, right? You say too much, (laughs) you say something that's either uh, offensive or you get yourself into trouble, you overstate your case, whatever. And, and, you know, I've, when I've been there in those places, I, I feel like I can't help it. Yeah. But now I think I know why. Yes, this is why. This and is the, why, yeah. The beautiful thing is when we do this work, it's it's that I can know even before it happens. Like, because it, it's not just, it didn't just come up like that. Like I can notice that, oh, I'm starting to notice that energy in my body again. Oh, it's coming up. Hey, I'm going to need to, we need to stop this conversation. I need to go do something right now. And to regulate, we don't might not say that, but yeah, let's yeah, come yeah, back yeah. and talk about this in five minutes. And that's what it means to live an empowered life. Like I'm in control of this system inside of me. It's no longer, because if we're not in control, it's like it shoves us in the back seat and goes on autopilot or cruise control. And then we say things, do things. And later we're like, oh, I can't believe I did that thing. It's your nervous system. Yeah. So, so let's bring this to regular guy, regular gal speak. Mm-hmm. You get that text. Yeah. It pisses you the F off, right? That's right. Like, and you just, you want to respond right away. 
Yes. Because you're just dying to like tell this person, you know, to straighten things out or, you know, um, which of the, of the tasks would you go to? Would you go to swing, humming? You know, what what do you, you know, because obviously Uh the the reactionary text, the reactionary phone call, the reactionary email is not the right way to go. Right. So that means we're in our fight response and sympathetic. So what we want, what I would remind you, like what I like to do is create a list, like I jot down when I responded from that self-protected place, what happened? Because <laughs> when we're in it, our system's like, no, I need to write them back and tell them because they need to see the truth. But if I, I created a list, like when I do this in each of these states, what occurs? Well, the fight becomes bigger. Like it, it's never good from dysregulation. So if I can look at that and be like, Sarah, remember when you respond from dysregulation, nothing good happens. So instead, put it down, pause. And then I would say, go do some controlled breathing. Or if you find there's a, a, or you can do humming, swaying, tapping, go for a walk, exercise, or something when a fight response comes up that can be really helpful is feeling your body where the anger is coming from. And then what I invite in is when I'm working with folks is I will say, if the anger could make a sound, what would that sound be? And allow that usually it's coming from our gut. So let that sound come out of our body. Or if that anger could squeeze this pillow, how would it squeeze that pillow? That's that's called discharging the energy, which is the same through all the other regulating tools. But what I'm trying to do is get rid of that that activation in my body. And then when I feel more present in here and only when I feel more present in here, I go back to the phone. That is so important. Or you're making a choice in work and you're like, I feel panicked. What's the right choice? I don't know. Well, I'm telling you, you actually don't know when you're in that panic. So go regulate and then you'll know what the right choice for you is. But if you don't, you're going to make the wrong choice. Is it possible that you can, okay, you get the nasty text and then you go through these steps and you get by it. But mm-hmm. then I know for me, like a week later, I'm like, mother effers, <laughs> send me that text. I, I need to like, you know, give that person a piece of my mind or I need to refute or I need to step yeah. on whatever untruth yes. they put out there about me. Yeah. So, so what do you, I mean, that must happen. I know it happens to me. Oh, right? so, yeah. So well, it bubbles part- back up. So you just repeat the process. So a part of this, one thing is setting somatic boundaries, which are different than verbal boundaries. So I I walk people through a process of how we actually do that, which we, you know, wouldn't have time to get into today. But that's a component of what we want to do. The second thing, though, is think about when I think about being regulated, I think about being this came to me in my own healing, but I think about being like a, a great sequoia tree. If you've never been to the sequoia tree forest or seen like great big sequoia trees, they are so anchored. They are powerful. They are unwavering, but they're not loud. The sequoia tree would never, you know, be like, oh, you, you know, obviously they can't, but just following the the analogy, they metaphor, they would never say like yell or whatever. If I said, get out of my way, they would say, you'll have to go around me. This is my space. You know, there's, there's no, they're unwavering because they're so powerfully anchored. So if someone sent me a nasty text and I got in regulation and I know, like, I know, like, I know what the truth is. I see you to this person. You know, I know what you're doing here. I know this is a scared, small little part of you. You, I am unwavering. You can try, you can do all these different song and dance around me, but I am unwavering. And if I'm that regulated and I respond back from that place, it doesn't matter what they say or do because I see them clearly in what they're trying to do and I have no room for it. And I can also call out the truth when I'm there from a place of unwavering anchoredness. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. Um, or just change your number and mute them. No, <laughs> yeah. Them. No, no, yeah. no, but your way is the right way. My way is the, it's the, it's the runaway. You know, that's kind of my thing. No, really. Yeah. I've had, and I'm recently coming into this myself. I'll have friends from home, let's say, and there's just a couple people that, you know, they're very, I don't know if you, this has happened to you, Sarah, coming yeah. out to LA, kind of living your dream. Yeah. You know, people where we came from that pushes a lot of buttons that's right. In them, their insecurities about, you know, where they fell short. That's right. And so rather than deal with that in a healthy way, they, they, they poke at you. And so my way of dealing with this is like, okay, well, I just not going to be around these people anymore. Yes. But, but now decades later, I'm like, well, it's also deprived me of being around other people that I really do like. Mm-hmm. And I want to just kind of learn how to be around those people and, and now see them for like, wow, they must be in a lot of pain to be in that place. So I, I think the cutting them off, the muting, that I've done all that. And I think I always say to people, if you really can't handle it, do that. Yes. But I think that it's also for me, if I keep going, I'm going to be living <laughs> far up in Maine, completely alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at some point I have to, yeah. So I, you know, th- these are great ways to kind of cope with this. I think in the healthier way. So very, very helpful. And uh, I hopefully a great way to end this. Amazing interview, Sarah. Um, thank you so much. I definitely want to have you back with Maria. I think you guys will have a another great conversation, and that's very productive. Um, yeah, I'm excited to go deeper into this. I really am, and mm. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was just really a joy to talk to you. So thank you for having me here today. Okay, Kev, after hearing all that, what state do you think you mo- you're most in? What's the state where, again, you just get so revved up that you, you, you react, you don't respond. Sympathetic or no, no. not. Yeah. Sympathetic. That's kind of, yeah. I, really? I, get a, I, I get a little tongue tied and then I just know and I mm. get, I start to shake and I, you know, um, yeah, I just get really uh, upset and I can, I know the past traumas mm. that are being triggered for me to get like that. And I'll most of the time feel pretty awful afterwards. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and listen, sometimes it's been necessary because there was no other way to mm-hmm. get my point across. And like, um, I mean, I, I, it's funny, just uh, recently dealing with uh, someone who was in a life and death crisis and I was at the hospital with them. And um, I wasn't being heard. And I knew better because I knew the person and I knew the medications and all the stuff. And finally, I just had to get, you know, I had to really rev up. Um, but it wasn't by theatrics. It was like I was just that upset. Where I was like, mm-hmm. just God fucking listen to me. Like, this is this is no joke. And, you know, I hate it, but it, it worked. But at the same time, you know, it wasn't my best self. And I think that's my nervous system when I feel... Uh, I'm not being heard or I'm afraid that I know I can see something bad is going to happen and no one else is seeing it. I'm not being listened to. I won't stay calm. I'll really react. You've seen me, Kelsey, mm-hmm. with, in meetings mm-hmm. when I'll say, hey, um, this is why we should try uh, this new process. Here's the data I have showing why this process works. Let's try this new process. And the person will go, 
Yeah. Anyway, like I was saying, and they'll ch totally change the subject or talk about their initiatives. And these mm -hmm. are people who are working for me that I'm paying. You know, rather than just take comments, say, okay, can we back up? Because I just said something to you and you totally changed the subject. What are we going to do to keep, I rev up and get really mm -hmm. upset, mm -hmm. you know? And I think yeah. that's one of the ways that my nervous system starts to um, malfunction. Well, she wouldn't say malfunction, but is working to protect me because I'm perceiving, you know, this to be, you know, far threat worse of a threat than it is. Yeah. yeah. Then I just need to be the big tree, the sequoia tree. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the greats I've seen stay like that. They stay calm and even keeled. And they're like, mm -hmm. okay, now we're going to do. Okay, right. great. Okay. So, you know, so who on this squad is going to actually help me, you know, enact this, um, this new process I want to put into place if, if you're not going to, and even that's maybe too much of an insult. I don't know, but that's where I see it coming up with me. And again, I think like we said, you know, before it's, it's, it, you know, finding the time to put this in place, but I'll tell you, I think you always have time for every hour to go out and get away from your computer for just two to five minutes, go out and breathe. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, Get some sun, get some fresh air, or take a walk around the building if you don't. I, I think no matter how hard your job is or how much is expected of you, I think you can do that. Yeah, I think so too. That I, I think, think you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why the the, the breathing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. I'm not going to do the breathing, but I that to me is less daunting. I'm like, I could go outside and breathe. Well, and, I think and I because our that. ADD gets triggered mm, with the yeah. breathing because that's work. Yeah, it is. And focus, whereas yeah. like a walk is like, do, 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 do. Right, oh, and sunshine, like I yeah, want that. Oh, I yeah. like that. Sun feels good to me. And you know what? I think in those moments, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. I think. But I think at the surface, these are all fantastic coping mechanisms that over time will make you healthier. But I do think um, with deeper training, there's probably a way to reprogram the nervous system that's more in depth and it probably has a map or you're working with somebody in somatic therapy that can do it. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I, I'm definitely, um, I see this as viable. It makes sense to me. And I think it's, it's just a matter of, again, like the time to put it into practice. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but I can do the little things for sure. And I can be aware now if I'm starting to react in a way, and I know it's my nervous system going at work. I like doing some of these different things. And some of them I do, I notice myself doing vibrational hums, like mo their moans, but I know it's basically that. I'm trying to get something out of my body. Interesting. That's not yeah. right. So anyway, all right, yeah. well, Kelsey, hopefully um, this was helpful to y'all and- uh, Definitely. And um, let us know uh, in the comments and certainly give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you would be so kind. And uh, I don't know, Kelsey, how do, you got, how do you guys get out of this? What is it that you say? We say to be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Well, what else is there to say? What else? Soft smile, peace signs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had a softer smile than me. All right, you guys. We'll see you on Friday.
This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.